The following show contains views and opinions that may not be suitable for all audiences. Audience discretion is advised. Howdy, 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 everybody, and welcome to Thespian Talk. Been a couple of weeks, but, you know, that's what happens when you're on the road and you have all of this going on and, and basically work work stuff already. Uh, I am your host, Gomer the Ranting Thespian, and with me this week is The Cat. Hello, everyone. And Michelle. Hello. Uh, we are all here. Yay. <laughs> Three-person show after a little bit, but, you know, but, you know, life happens, you know. Life happens, and that's why there there's been you know breakups in the actual recording format because life happens to all of us. It happens. Yep. Uh, so uh, so Kat, you haven't been on a couple episodes. How have you been? Um, I've been all right. I've been really sick again. Um, oh. I got bronchitis again, and oh. I have to uh, go see a pulmonologist now because I can't figure out why I keep getting sick. So I'm more or less okay, except the ragweed here is, I'm sorry, I just bumped my mic. (laughs) The ragweed (laughs) here is really bad. So like, I feel really shitty this week just because the, uh, the allergies are nuts. Indeed. Oh God. You, if if, I, I, I would, I would advise against you coming to my part of Florida in the fall, especially because into your part of Florida in the fall. Yeah. So, 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 it, for those who don't know, uh, who might be listening, be like, "Well, why? Why would you not want to go to the, his part of Florida in the fall?" They're just, just pollen everywhere. Oh my it, fucking god! It it's, literally cannot be worse than here. I'm, I'm not kidding. Like, yeah. we have like severe, like warnings out every day, and like. At certain times of the year, i.e., like all summer, you could see like a cotton from the cotton trees just floating mm-hmm. through the air, and you're like, "I'm no, no, yeah. I'm never leaving my house again. This place sucks. I need to get out of the Midwest so badly." Yeah. <laughs> There's this perfect storm of I live next to three different rivers. Mm-hmm. Ooh. <clears throat> really extremely high humidity, really mm-hmm. high heat. It just Ooh. state sucks, guys. Can't wait to move. Yeah, I don't blame you. If if you want if you want a suggestion, you know, Wyoming is pretty good, and they they're not very it's not very humid. High up, you get cooler than average summers. Really cold winters, but uh, you know, hey. It, I it know works. I cannot handle a Wyoming winter. That is not a thing I'm capable of handling. Because I think we all have a we have a mutual friend who lives in Wyoming. Yep. And um, like I've seen her posts about like how late into the year they get snows and how early into the like fall they get snows, and I'm like, nah. Yeah. Nah, that's okay. I'd rather die. Thanks. Uh, I, I, I and. I'll, I'll admit I would prefer the cold because well, I I I, I hold in a lot of heat because I'm a fat fuck, so <laughs> you know that colder weather while while it does while while it will reach a point where I I start complaining about it as well, I would rather be complaining about being too cold than being too hot. Oh yeah, it's not necessarily the cold so much as driving. That um, also. You're a more confident driver than me. Um, so, wh- wh- like, what our winters look like in the state of Missouri is just ice. It's not snow. It's just the roads covered in ice every day. Yeah. Oh. And, and ironically enough, uh, I never got into a wreck while I was in Wyoming. Like, 
having to do with like ice or whatever. I accidentally rear-ended a guy once, but that was Oops. in a car, and I, my ass wasn't paying attention. I wasn't distracted by a phone. I was just my brain just said, "Up, oh, no, fuck you." <laughs> <laughs> so, so, uh, but that was it. And even then, it was like it did more damage to my car than than his. Uh, 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 what you think the trailer hitch thingy, the trailer ball? I don't know. Um, but there was a couple of times in Wyoming when I was when I lived there and I was driving around, you know, during the winter time, where I, I was going down and and I was already going really slow, so it didn't freak me out as much. But I was going going across uh, a street or whatever in my car, and it slowly started just turning around to the right i'm like um <laughs> uh it's also the same place where you could drive around and you see deer more often within the city limits at least more than i've seen in other places i've lived um mm. like to the point where when i lived there as a kid my mom would drive me and and my brother cousin across town to the school because they didn't feel like transferring in the middle or close to the end of a school year so so we were driving around town and by the time we got to the halfway point between our house and the school, we saw like five or six deer. And wow. and me, my my little eleven year old self, just it, this this is how 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 I knew I was going to become a gadfly later on, or at least try to be. Um, I, I I I told my mom, "Hey, look, there's a deer on top of the YMCA building," and she looked. <laughs> <laughs> got into a little bit of trouble, but that was worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Just, uh, but yeah, oh, but, but if, if not someplace, I, I think one of the best things about Wyoming outside of like the, the, the ice or the whatever is because it is drier and, uh, it, it takes some getting used to, but it's worth it. Uh, says the guy who's had to move back to Florida several times in his life, mm. uh, <laughs> but oh well. I'm going on a, a, a bit too much about that. Um, uh, so, so yeah, that, yeah. Michelle, how, how, how's, how's your week's been and all that? Not bad, not bad. Um, like, last weekend was quite busy. The Saturday we went to Shepherd, which is a local animal park just outside Cambridge. That was fun. We saw the uh, red pandas. Um, they were, it was like the red panda day, so they were, like, out and about and chasing each other and saw the monkeys and, and like, you know, there was, like, Okay, otters make a weird squeaking noise, which I didn't realize. Which, mm -hmm. they're cute and adorable, a little bit vicious, but, you know, they're otters, they're carnivores. But they put them right next to the wolf pen, and, like, but wolves have sensitive ears. Do you put them next to the squeaky things? Oh, no. <laughs> so I was like, yeah. But listening to you guys talking about the weather, there's actually, um... I'm trying to get the correct title. Um... The, Anthony Stewart Head, um, he of Buffy and other things... Um, has done a couple of albums because mm -hmm. um, he's got a really good voice. But yeah. one of his songs, I'm trying to find the exact title. I think it's something like "L.A. in the Rain." Hmm. Is basically him talking about how, you know, local California, you know, people native to the area, um, drive like idiots because like nobody's taught them that you know you have to change up your driving. So it's like a a British person's view on a, you know specifically L.A. driving. Oh, that's kind of you. Kind of you talk about the weather and everything. Like, oh, they kind of remind me of that. It's a good song. Yeah. It's like, yeah, people have actually written songs about driving in certain weather conditions. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like it kind of struck me, but it also saying about like, oh yeah, weather this weather and that weather. 
um uh when Aaron was like showing me pictures of, like all the snow like like Utah it's a desert because no desert just means dry not necessarily um you know warm so yeah, yeah it's like Utah has like snow and things which I wouldn't have thought of before so yeah yeah it, it's I mean, always interesting learning new stuff yeah well I mean Utah is like right next to Colorado and Wyoming and Idaho um, mm. so and and we all know Colorado gets snow and Utah also has a good chunk of the Rockies in it too oh yeah he says something about the mountains I've got I've not looked at the topographical um yeah. But yeah, he's like, no, he said, no, it's, it's just because we've got a higher altitude as well. So I'm like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. that's cool. Yep. So yeah, but we, I, I kind of, I'm with you on though, I prefer the slightly colder weather because as my mum said, it's easier to warm up than it is to cool down. Yeah. Uh. But otherwise, not bad. I, um, I've got Joy-Con drift and I tried to fix it um, with some spares that I bought from Amazon and they didn't work. So I put the old stick back in now. But I, I, I know it wasn't me doing it wrong because when I put the old stick back in, it would... It worked as well as it always has, so it's. I got. Excuse me. I um, end up buying dodgy sticks. That's annoying. So I have to buy some more. Hmm. <sighs> when you get a neat screwdriver set out of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I, I actually have a few other notes that are not for the uh, regular news files or whatever. Because um, I, I need to get better about that because there are a lot of things I want to bring up, uh, but I tend to forget mm. about. Uh, which <laughs> certain things you really don't need to forget to bring up. Uh, when you're ta- when you're talking about current events and shit, but before we yeah. do that, I have to make a special announcement because Woo. over these past two weeks, we got a new patron. Woo! Yes, so so hi Skolapendra, I know you listen. <laughs> you you've actually sent in <laughs> news stories. Skolapendra is our newest patron. Welcome, thank you so very much. Ah, uh, yeah, I wanted to make sure that. I did not forget about that one because that is very important to say, hey, this person is awesome. They are, they are helping the cause. And and I am yeah. and I am just a little bit closer to hopefully being able to do this full time. And if you want to help with that, I'm going to plug it here. I'm going to plug it also later. But if you want to help with that, you want to be like Skolapendra and, <coughs> and be that awesome person to help make this a full time job. Eventually, go to patreon.com slash gomer21xx. Okay, so. With that out of the way, oh my god! So, the past couple of days, I, I for uh, for those who don't know, I do have an alternate Twitter account. I've got my main one, but then I've got one that is basically a porn Twitter. Let's, <laughs> let's just put it out there like that, because that's what it's for. Um, I don't I don't post a lot of my own stuff to it, but it's mostly just retweeting sex workers and stuff that are trying to make a buck, just like we are. But I came across this one post. Phrasing. Yeah, phrasing. <laughs> uh, I came across this post in which there was a guy, you know, he, you know, he, he was, he, uh, uh, let me just give you the backstory behind it. It'll be easier. <laughs> Essentially, what caused this particular post is a black guy is walking around and white guy go, comes up, calls him the N-word because that's what you do when you're a racist white honky. So... Right. So instead of just decking the guy, I don't know. I don't know if the black guy decked the honky or not. I don't know. So what he did was retaliating by by fucking the racist girlfriend or fiance, I think, and then posting and then video recording it and putting it online for everybody to see, and even getting her to say things like, "Well, you shouldn't have been racist then," while while having sex with this with this dude. And I saw that. 
I'm still trying to process it because on the one hand, it's like, okay, Honky, you should not have been racist. You're definitely mm-hmm. in the wrong. But at the same time, it's like, would would going and seducing his partner be over? Would be would it be too far? Would it be not far enough? Is it? I mean, and it's obviously consensual. I'm not, you know. Yeah. So it's like, is is is. I, I, I am still having a problem processing it, and I'm putting it out there because maybe somebody else can process it a little bit better than I can. I don't know. <laughs> can either of you process it better than me? Like, As your kind of- resident asexual, I am literally incapable of That's- processing that. <laughs> that is fair enough. You got, you got you got the most you got the most sexualized person and the least sexualized person who are sitting there in agreement. Like, what the fuck? How? We cannot process it. Uh, I, I mean, it's funny. I, I, I'm, I'm allowed to say it's funny because it kind of is. I guess it's like <laughs> this is. I, I, I think this is what happens when 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 I see something like this and it's like ah, my my, my brain just goes poop. Yeah. Ah. Uh. So if any of you want to try and help make sense of this to me, please let me know. <laughs> the Discord server is in the doobly-doo of every episode. Feel free to pop in and say hello. And and yeah. tell me, well, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, speaking of what the fuck, uh, this happened just this morning as, as I was just doing my daily social media mm-hmm. rounds. Um some dude decided you know how some people will censor words self-censor or whatever usually it's like curse words or or if you're if you belong to certain religions you'll censor god or what have you and that that's all well and good i saw a dude censoring the word woman in a tweet like wait what like and it's not i don't think he was trying to necessarily be outright sexist although he might have been given the type of person this part this person it turned out to be but mm-hmm. but why would you why i mean is he was he afraid that because because let me tell you something and 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 you two being women you could probably you can tell me if i'm right or wrong but if you say something that is going to attract the attention of a woman negatively or positively i don't think you're gonna get i, I don't think having the word woman you know, not be censored is going to alert them to you. What's the form of the censoring exactly? Uh, I believe the asterisk was the O. So was this a tweet, did you say? Yeah. So it's probably not so much like a censorship, like, oh, I'm saying a bad word, so much as like, a, I don't want some fucking feminist to search for woman and then come across this and then I get judged. Yeah. A lot of people do this sort of thing where they will like bitch about somebody, but they don't want it to show up yeah. in like a search or something. So they'll throw in a different letter or an asterisk or, or something in there, um, you know, to, to prevent the trolls from finding them or something like that. Yeah. Do you have the con- context or do you have the link so we can have a look for ourselves? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll grab that up right now. Um, in fact, I'm doing that as I talk. Uh, because sometimes I can pod, I, I can, I was going to say I can podcast. I'm doing it right now, but I can also multitask. <laughs> um, but I will, uh, where is that? There it is. I will bring that here. 
Um, mm-hmm. And and here it is for you guys as well. And as you two look at it, um, it, it, and it's talking about for for context for everybody else, it's a reply to somebody talking about uh, Outer Worlds, I guess, in a new video game. But every apparently the women in the game look you know kind of samey in, in the face, which I kind of don't see. I'm assuming yeah, samey. I'm assuming they're going for samey, but it, it, it. But I don't see that. But they look fine. I mean, some of them look a bit uncanny valley, but there's diversity. There's some diversity. There's different shades. There's different shapes. Yeah. You know. But yeah, that but, girl with the red hair's pretty. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, like you said, it's all right, but but uh, but the the that this guy, the link to the tweet I linked y'all to. You know, mm. saying, I, re- I realize not every woman, censored, is unreasonably attractive, but why do they have to make them look like men? What do they gain from this? Uh, they don't look like men. They look like women, dude. You know, faces, because mm. guess what? Because guess what? There are actual women out there in, in reality that have the facial structure that is more, uh, I, I want to say masculine. And and and, the, and I'm talking cis women, not, not mm. you know, so... So before anybody's like, oh wait, what what about no, <laughs> um, and and that's the thing that does happen in real life, so it's not it's it's you know to have that also translated into some kind of fiction, it's not unreasonable, it's not ideal in, in a lot of people's eyes, but it's not unreasonable either, so I I have a friend who I'm not I I mean she mostly because of I know that she has attraction to men that I presume she's mostly straight mm-hmm. um, she's as far as I know um, she is mostly cis you know, you know, she's not you know she is a natural born woman for yeah. if that's the right phrasing to use um, but if she's a little bit bi or something I don't know I do know I met her through the Eddie Izzard forums um, mm-hmm. so she's a big fan of his so I know at, at least she's kind of attracted to him so that's why I pres- that's why I straightness is presumed yeah. But she's also a little bit androgynous, and she's cut. She has she has to keep her hair short, and she's because she kind of has a similar facial structure. She's kind of modeled her look on Eddie, like in whatever mode he's in. Obviously, more naturalistically towards femme mode. Right. I was looking at recent pictures of him on his Twitter, and I think he's lost some weight, which suits him. But they kind of do look alike, and obviously he's trans, and so he cultivates a more feminine look anyway. But as a woman, she could cultivate a look that's more towards him. So it's like, and looking at sort of couple of faces, they do kind of remind me of her. Not in a, you know, like I said, she's she's a pretty lady, but it, I'm like, oh, that looks like my friend. Yeah, that looks like other people I know. That's like, I've got you know, I kind of I don't I don't actually know what cat looks like, but you know, it's like people are different. Like I look at the people women I work with, and sometimes you get similar things. Like I, me and my sister, and my mom and like her sisters. There's, you can tell we're all related, and like aunt on the other side is, is we've got a bit of that as well. So mm-hmm. familiarly, that'll always happen anyway. But my mother's sperm donor, um, she left when she was about three. They've rebonded, but me and my sister don't want anything to do with them. Right. But he's he said that after he left my nan, he never was with another woman. He never like, and we're like bullshit. Hmm. Partly because it was like over 50 years, why wouldn't you? Yeah. And that's fine. They were divorced, whatever. They're fine. But also, I keep seeing my face in women I've never met. 
Mm. I keep seeing me. Yeah. <laughs> but it's entirely possible that I am somehow blood related to these these random women that I keep seeing. Yeah. But obviously, I've got anything to do with him. I don't want anything to do with them. It's not, not just them. It's just like, you know, why would I? But yeah, so people looking the same is a thing that happens. Yeah. I mean, just, it, it, yeah. And to tie back to something we've probably talked about before, just, you know, not every video game woman that, that you do not create yourself, mm. you know, doesn't have to look like fucking Tifa Lockhart. Mm. They don't have to. They could look however the designer wants them to look. And if you don't like that because they don't make your pee-pee hard, then, oh well. Tough, tough shit. So, Put up with it. Guess what? Everybody's been having to deal with all of these these gorgeous, scantily clad women in media for the most part for all of these years. You mm. can deal with the you can deal with the opposite. You know. This. What do we know about this? Are these like fixed character models, like background NPCs, or, or whatever? Or they are are they customizable? I know some games have customized. I, I'm assuming they're fixed. I, I don't know much about Outer Worlds and yeah, uh, whatever. But but to get back to the reason I even brought it up was the whole censoring. Uh, like, yes, you know, sorry. We, to to kind of build on Cat's point about not wanting to trigger like the tro- uh, quote unquote trigger uh, a troll yeah. full full or whatever. It mm. it kind of it's like it's a little overly broad, I would think. But yeah. I mean, it would be one thing like. You want to censor out, like, say, Vic Mignogna, for example, so you yeah. so you don't have all of those Vic bots. But you know, woman, I I just find it broad. But that that's also just me. So you know, looking at some of his comments, it looks like he's been kind of um, ripped a little as well. So yeah, and and I I, I admit I I, I I saw that and I'm like, uh, uh I, I don't get it, but okay, uh, but yeah, so. There is. I kind of have a on the on the censoring subject. Um, I was on a. I can't remember which film site it was. Somebody else kind of pointed it out and like was talking about it. But they were talking about uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, mm-hmm. and that was just like I can't remember if it was in the main article, the comments, or what. But it was a censoring issue because they had censored the first three letters of his surname. That's part of his name. Is <laughs> that <laughs> like an auto thing? It auto censored something. Yeah, well, yeah. his first three initials, uh, the first three letters, are, if you don't know how to spell Cumberbatch, it's C-U-M-B-A-T-H. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, for a while, like, uh, when, uh, when like, Pokemon Bank and, and all the more online feature stuff started coming up more with the Pokemon games, there's a mm. Pokemon called Kafagrigus, and in that word is are the letters F-A-G in that order. Ah, their yeah. sensory, their 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 systems got a are a little too sensitive to it, so it's it's an actual Pokemon name, and they got and it's like, well, we can't do we can't we can't allow you to use this Pokemon because kids there's might see it. There's got plenty of there's probably plenty of words that got FAG, and like what that the one I'm thinking of for some reason that flesh you can see them pretty sure it's Fasophagia or something, so that's got to have FAG in it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it, they've they've since tweaked it, but just that yeah, little yeah, bit yeah. there is like. Uh, oh, speaking of... Oh, po- this, oh, uh, no, I was going to say, um, Cumberland Sausages. There you go. Uh, but speaking of Pokemon, and this is also going to tie into the next bullet point I have in my, in my uh, pre-news. Um, uh, finally, after over 20 years, Ash Ketchum finally wins a goddamn uh, fucking Pokemon League tournament. 
you know, it took it took him seven generations, but he's finally there. Twenty years and still ten years old, he wins the Alola Championship against uh, against Gladian, and and I and I find Gladian very noteworthy in the Pokemon anime because he has an Umbreon. <laughs> uh, so twenty years, he finally do, he finally wins one, and he actually uses a mythical Pokemon in battle too. So it's like the the things are looking up for Ash. I, I think that is awesome. Uh, but, well, uh, speaking of anime, and and I, I know Kat will probably have a thing or two to say about this, I'm sure. I'm, I'm hoping, at least. Um, somebody, again, going to this to uh, Twitter, I got this screen cap here, uh, where somebody just says, I wish anime went back to being a thing for nerds and not some new cool hip to jump into because everyone else is doing it. And on top of that, they start spouting shitty takes trying to police other people. Fuck you, Crunchyroll. Gatekeeping is a necessity. Oh my god, yeah. I shared this, actually. I shared Adam Sheehan's reaction to this. Yeah. I, I, um, who knows? I may have even found it from you. I don't remember where I found it. <laughs> you probably found it from me. Probably. Um... Because it was that, Adam Sheehan's response was, "Gatekeeping is bad." Period. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just God, what the fuck, people? It it's definitely this. Um, especially anime fans have this possessiveness over the fandom because a lot of us, um, like like a bunch of nerds, we weren't popular in high school. We were teased for the things that we liked. And now it's all over the place. So people are like, well, nobody else deserves this because nobody else paid their dues like I did. Which is a load of shit, especially if it's like the current generation of fans talking about it. Because every generation before had it harder. It was harder to be an anime fan, you know, 30 years ago versus 20 years ago versus 10 years ago versus now. Yeah. Um, So, like, shut the fuck up. Like, current young people don't even know how hard it was to be an anime fan. And it wasn't good that it was so niche. You know? Like, it it sucked. It, there was nothing available legally. Um, everything was super expensive. There was no streaming. Everything sucked. Um, it was not better. And it is better now. Mm-hmm. Just putting that out there. But gatekeeping is a really shitty thing to do. It's... It just sucks. It's this possessiveness that uh, we own the fandom and we should get to decide who gets to be in it. And and it's so stupid. Like, don't you want the fandom to do well? Do you want it to just be full of people with shitty takes like you? No, nobody wants that. Like, gatekeeping is stuff that um, I haven't experienced a lot, which as a woman is kind of unusual <laughs> because I know a lot of... of um, girls and women who have struggled to be accepted as uh, somebody who likes something. I don't get my geek card called on me a lot, but that's because I talk about shit like this on my podcast and I run an anime convention, so it would be really hard to call me out. But I know a lot of people who have had their geek card called on them just for, you know, they don't look like an anime fan. Yeah. And it's really, it's so stupid. Like, gatekeeping serves no purpose. The only people who want gatekeeping to be a thing are people who want their that nicheness and that 
that um, lack of accessibility to make themselves feel superior to other people. That's the only purpose that it would serve, is to make them feel like a very special boy who has this thing all to himself, except for him and his bestest best friends who all get to enjoy this thing and they're in on this great secret. And it, it, it doesn't benefit anybody. It's just one thing that somebody else can hold over someone else. It's stupid. Yeah. I mean, it's like... And, and 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 the screen cap I have also somebody asked them how did you watch anime before Crunchyroll? We'll get to that in a minute, but but when it comes to like just being a fan of anime, and I'm not as big of one as Cat is, but I, I am a bit of a fan, and you know there every time like I'll give you a good example, uh the series Harigu, before it got licensed and brought over here, you know had to watch it you know torrent sites and everything you know. Because cause it turns out when you cannot easily access all of the shows that you want, and it, whether it's because of cost, whether it's because of paywalls, whether it's because of other bullshit things or whatever, and you really, really, really want to see it, odds are you're going to pirate it. And that's how piracy spreads. I'm looking at you, Disney, ABC, etc., 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 etc. But, so, but, um, but the thing is, and, and, uh, at the time, you know, with all the piracy going around in the uh, in the uh, sub anime communities and everything, uh, the one thing that they said is, okay, once it's licensed for America, stop doing the you know stop doing the piracy and go out and actually buy the thing. That's a good yeah. thing, and that's what we want more of. That's why people who are into JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, with it finally getting its anime series going, we see it come over here, and it's like, yes, we we want this. This is good. It spreads. It gets more people to do it. And because guess what? If more people are putting money into an industry, the more that industry is going to be able to do. Mm -hmm. That's why sites like Crunchyroll are, are good. Because that ad, ad revenue or subscription revenue, however they get the, whichever way they get their money, that's going to go towards the anime production companies that can do more anime. Like, it makes sense. So let it what? spread. Let it let it let it let it go around and, and and it will flourish it will grow like it's supposed to 100% gatekeeping would kill this industry yeah. this is an industry that is only barely staying afloat because of its expansion if it had stayed the way it did or if it only you know tried to include a certain number of people and it deliberately exclude other people it would have died a long time ago. This is not a very, I don't want to say it's not a sustainable thing, but you know, a few years ago, the anime industry was on the verge of collapse. If you didn't notice by all the companies that went under yeah. here and in Japan. Um, and without the American companies, the Japanese companies would all be out of business too. Like we are completely codependent on each other at this point Damn. because it's it's really actually quite alarming to think about. That's why, um, like, we churn out as much as we can as fast as we can because the Japanese companies are depending on the American distribution and, and overseas distribution, not just American, but mm. all of the overseas distribution to keep money coming in so that they can keep making stuff. And if you try to exclude things, which I don't even know how, anime is by far one of the most 
what's the word I'm looking for? Inclusionary? Inclusive. They inclusive, that's the word. <laughs> They're the most inclusive piece of media that I have ever experienced because it, it doesn't matter what your hobby is. Mm -hmm. There's an anime about it. There is literally a, a manga about curry. There is an anime about competitive bread baking, whatever you are into. Yeah. There is an anime about it. Like it's obscenely inclusive. Like they're just going out of their way to to just include literally every person imaginable. And and it doesn't you know, like we all joke about how there's only like three anime out there and they just keep remaking it, but that's not true at all. There's so much out there and the most popular things are all kind of samey, yeah. but it's mm. so inclusive and there's so much uh, diversity in what the stories and characters are all about that, that anybody would, f you know, if you look hard enough, there is something there for everyone your grandma can find a stupid anime about knitting i'm sure of it yeah. i don't know what it is but i'm sure it exists yeah. so you know to to say oh we should gatekeep is like the opposite of the intention of anime mm. it's it's so completely in contrast of with what anime is about and with what the companies are about and with what the creators are about. The creators want their stuff to get out there. They want their stuff to go to as many people as possible. It is such a um, reprehensibly prideful thing to say that yeah. gatekeeping is a necessity because we want to keep out certain people. And also don't say that gatekeeping is like a good thing and then ever go to an anime convention. You don't belong there if yeah. you want to keep people out. Yeah. Mm. Now that's a kind of gatekeeping I could get behind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nah, but I mean, but yeah, you you are you are one hundred percent right. And and because I know somebody somebody may be like, well, what about what about this? What we're saying about gatekeeping in anime, in, at at the base level, you can apply it to your own fandom as well. Because that's yeah. how things grow and flourish by not gatekeeping. You know. I mean, I. I'm not so much into anime. I mean, I've got a few that I am interested in. I've got the um, Studio Ghibli movies, stuff like that. So I'm not completely adverse to it either. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it depends on the thing. If it interests me, I'll, I'll probably pick it up and have a look. But speaking yeah. as someone who is a multi-fandom geek, I love it when somebody else or I find someone else who's into the same things as I am. Because, hey, you've got a common interest. And yeah. hey, you can you can tell if you if they're like newer to the fandom, you can say, oh, here's the thing, and here, here's that, and then, oh, check out this website or the, the, this guy on on the YouTube's or whatever. It's like it's more fun. Like someone said about the Terry Pratchett, like being so completely the Discord fandom being so open because like, oh my god, you you were into this. Okay, like Color of Magic's a bit dense. You know, you might not necessarily want to start with this. So here, like here's the weird sister thing, or here's the uh, Night War series, and here's good points to go into it if you're like a bit overwhelmed or try some. He's like if you you know, for some of his um, kid, more kid-orientated books, if you want to just sort of ease your way into his writing style, it's like so open and so inclusive. It's like, oh my god, you found it! Well done! Here, well, welcome! Here, here, here are the cupcakes. Here's the coffee. You know. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah that's what I, you know, regardless of what the fandom is, the openness and having, because like you're saying, if it's more people are interested in the thing, then more of the thing will happen. Yes. Because more people could possibly throw money at it. Yeah. <laughs> uh. and, it, and, it, and this is not a new phenomenon. Like, gatekeeping mm. has always been a thing. Yeah. Um, it's just that now we have, like, Twitter to remind us that there are always going to be people 
who want gatekeeping. Gatekeeping, like, even I, when I was, like, 15 years old, was said, like, oh, you can't be a real fan unless you've watched this. Or you can't be a real fan unless you only watch the Japanese instead of the... English dubs, there's always going to be people who are going to tell you how you should be as a fan. And that is a load of fuckery. Yeah. Yeah. As long as you are procuring your your stuff legally mm-hmm. and you are enjoying it, then you are a fan. Like that's all it takes. Yeah. Yep. You know, it's not that difficult. Just be kind. Yes. Yeah. Uh so Sorry, I was going to say, um, the Eddie forums uh, I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. uh, we used to have a running gag about, um, welcome to the asylum, your meds are on the way. Do <laughs> <laughs> want any new member? I was like, hey, you found us! <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, uh, so the, the, that was the question, how did you watch anime before Crunchyroll? I know how I did, because growing up, the most anime that I watched as a kid was pretty much the Unico movies. Because my parents taped them off the Disney Channel when they ran them. Uh, well, the Unico movies and the 1970s Jack and the Beanstalk anime movie. Which, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't know what anime was. It was like, oh, hey, those are cool. The, lip, the lips are moving weirdly. I still <laughs> like it, though. Um, and then and then we all know what happened when Pokemon and Sailor Moon all came over here. and Well, the rest is history. Um, but before Crunchyroll and when I was between jobs and didn't have like much in the way of money. I, I admittedly I did pirate because, you know, again, didn't have the easy means to watch what I enjoy, what I like to watch. So, you know, but now we have Crunchyroll and it's like, okay, even for free, as far as I know, you could go up there and you can watch pretty much any anime they have on there. Although it would be nice mm-hmm. if they had certain other series up there. <clears throat> But you know, don't bitch about the licensing. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Don't even get me started. I won't. I, I understand why. Just it, it's it's just slightly irritating. But mm. but uh, still, there's still a it's still a lot better than what it was back even when I was a kid. So you know, um, I spent obscene amounts of money at Suncoast Video. Yeah, because videotapes were twenty five to thirty dollars a piece. Mm-hmm. For like three episodes of a show. Oh yeah. And I was collecting Dragon Ball Z, so fuck my Ooh. life. Oh damn. <laughs> um, because that is a lot of money. That is what we did before Crunchyroll. Yep. Is a whole lot of money. Got dumped See? into videotapes, and then videotapes went away, and then got dumped into box sets, and and no, not even box sets, like a, like a single issue DVDs, and you had to wait six months for another DVD to come out. Yeah. And I... So it would take like five years to collect a twenty-four episode show. It was insane. Yeah. Just... I was getting like the Friends, but like on VHS when they were out, and I think they did like four episodes per. Um, cassette like i'm watching the dvds again now like i think that's six episodes per disc mm-hmm. but i was like they never i think his dvd kind of came, came over in the crossover so i don't think they ever released all 10 series of friends on vhs i was just thinking that's a wall if they if they ever completed <laughs> that would be a wall yeah <laughs> it's over 200 episodes it's like <laughs> i'm guessing it's pretty similar with any, any you know where they've only got a few episodes per 
for a really long snow, you know, that's that's a lot. So I think, as speaking again as a casual fan, that's the sort of thing is kind of off-putting as well. It's like, oh, I'm it's like you, you're paying all this money, you only get a couple of episodes, and then like if you don't if you don't end up enjoying it, it's like you've wasted that money and you feel like you've not mm-hmm. got your value for it. Yeah. So again, not necessarily a gatekeeping thing, but it's like. For, for the casual fans, that's going to be a, a sort of a barrier to entry because like, oh, I don't want to, you know, I'm, I I hear it's good, but I don't know if I'm going to like it, and that's a lot of money for not a lot of value. But mm-hmm. so yeah, so the fact that it's all now DVD and like speaking for my friends' um, collection, like the the box set's tiny, like it is ten DVD sized cases, so it's that that's the space it's taking up now as opposed to the entire wall. Yeah. Oh, so with that, we're going to go ahead and take our break real quick. We'll come back, and there's still a couple more things before, you know, the pre-news stuff that I want to talk about. But let's go ahead and take this break, and when we come back, we'll be back. Hey, folks, we'll get back to the show in a moment, but first I want to tell you about Patreon. Uh, Patreon is what I use to get around all of the YouTube adpocalypse bullshit, and while I don't have a lot right now, every little bit does help. And if you like what you hear or what you see on any of my videos or podcasts, head on over there for as little as a dollar a month. You can get all of these things early before anybody else does, and you can get them completely ad-free. Yeah, I know YouTube right now is technically ad-free, but at some point I'm probably going to get big enough to where ads will start coming in. And those can be annoying, so you want to avoid that, right? If you go ahead and go now over to patreon.com slash gomer21xx, leave a dollar, five dollars, doesn't matter how much, you can get all of these, again, you can get them early, and you get them without ads, even when I reach the point on YouTube to where ads can be put on these videos. So, it's a win-win. And you can even avoid the ads that go up on the Anchor versions that go out to all of the other websites that are out there. No ads! It's great! Uh, so that's patreon.com slash gomer21xx. Howdy, 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 everybody, and uh, I actually have a an announcement for this particular one because um, normally I'd have some sort of silly thing or silly story or whatever but I have an announcement and that is I'm going to be changing up the Patreon a little bit um, I think I alluded to it earlier in the show and I'll allude to it again uh, later on but what this change is is we are going to start doing some bonus content for Thespian Talk and as I'm able to get back into doing more podcasts I'll do that for those as well um, and I'm not sure what the uh, dollar level is going to be yet, because on the one hand, I want it to be $1 so it's more inclusive, but also, you know, have incentive for people to maybe provide more, you know, pledge more to the Patreon. So I'm thinking maybe a $5. I, as of this recording, I've not decided yet, but but we, we've got a couple of weeks to kind of hammer out all those details. So that's the big thing that's coming is that big change to the Patreon. And that's that's going to be a thing. I've seen others do it and have some little bit of success. And it's always kind of cool because um, you have a little bit of extra and it's 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 like a reward. It's like saying, hey, you know, you do this, you then you get to have all of this. Um, don't know. Don't know how it's all going to work out just yet. But, you know, uh, but yeah, in, in a couple of weeks after the show goes up, we'll have that first one. And by then I'll have decided, OK, we'll have like. You know, whether it's for everybody, everybody being like the $1 level or or like a $5 level or what have you. Um, so, yeah, um, I'll probably tweak a few of the other perks as well, considering my time frame with the day job and everything. But, you know, we'll, we'll work it out. 
So, yeah, uh, enjoy the rest of the show, and uh, catch y'all next time. And we are back from our break, and I'm just going to jump right into this, because during our break, I got a little impatient with it. (laughs) Because it's like, this is just so... This is just so messed up. Uh, I, well, I say messed up, but but mileage may vary here. Uh, there is a Saved by the Bell reboot coming to NBC's. I think it's their. I want to say it's Peacock service, their their, their own streaming service. And and here here's the logline. When California Governor Zach Morris gets into hot water for closing too many low-income high schools, he proposes they send the affected students to the highest-performing schools in the state, including Bayside High. Because, of course, it is. The influx of new students gives the overprivileged Bayside kids a much-needed and hilarious dose of reality. Uh, and, And it's like, so... So basically, they turned Zach Morris into Betsy DeVos's wet dream. (laughs) <laughs> and now they're it it, it, it just seems like a, a, a clash of two worlds type of situation which I don't doubt that they there's some good that could come out of it like showing hey you know these 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 students that are underprivileged that you know that are struggling you know this this is the thing behind it and and not only showing the Bayside kids but also showing the audience hey, this could be how it is, as much as you can with an NBC show. Mm. Um, but you know, I, but that yeah, that was just my first thought. Is like, okay, wait, you turned Zach Morris into Betsy DeVos, and you want us to like it? What? <laughs> <laughs> that was my that was my initial thought. Again, like I said, it, it, you could do something good with it, but mm. we, we you know we would have to see. Uh, what about what do you think, Kat? Wait, so the the premise is he wants to send a bunch of shitty students to a good school? Uh, low-income students, yes. That sounds like the opposite of Betsy DeVos, actually. I think Betsy DeVos would rather the, mm. um, the, the poor students actually just fall off the face of the earth. I think that's giving Betsy DeVos way too much credit. True, mm. but, but and, and, and where, 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 I make the comp- where I make the comparison is... He was closing all the low, all these low-income high schools. So that's where yeah. the DeVos thing mm-hmm. comes in. So. Well, you know, she'd rather, like, completely separate the poor kids from the rich kids. And <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I that's don't know. True. But it, it really just sounds like a very weak setup for yeah. a show. It, it doesn't mm-hmm. sound like that's, like, the primary thing or anything. I don't know how... I, I Yeah, it's just going to be like a... Clash of Two Worlds, and that really sounds like it. So, so it might be the Fuller House of the Saved by the Bell universe. Uh, I have never <laughs> watched Fuller House, but um, I don't. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, but, but yeah, just yeah. What about you? What do you think, Michelle? I mean, if you follow the path through now. With Saved by the Bell, they were following the, the, the main set of kids, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, when you take something like, I'm assuming we all watched um, Degrassi, and so that was like, yeah. you had the main, uh, if I remember correctly, you had the main core of kids, but there were other kids that came through. Mm-hmm. Um, so you kind of follow the stories. Uh, we in England, I think it stopped now, but I think it was going for a good 20, possibly 30 odd years, um, a, a show called Grange Hill. 
which is set in a in a London school where you would you know when the when the first years came in you'd be following a group of them but you'd also be following some other kids like in the different years and like if you got the first years you would be following them through the whole school thing and like so you'd go in and out of all their stories and because it started in the 70s and through the 80s it was very because it was organic it grew with what was happening in the real world in schools in London and all that yeah. so it would grow and it evolve so logically if Saved by the Bell hadn't gone off the air if it had continued this could be a logical path that it would be on naturally yeah but I mean, I don't know. I I mean, I don't know if I'll be able to see it legally if it's on like the streaming service. Depends if someone else picks up. Um, yeah. it depends on how they handle the kids and how they like. Are they gonna make the you know the lower income kids be like super super tough kids and like you know you know don't mess with me kind of kids? Or they give me like you know a little bit shy, a little bit nervous, a little bit. <sighs> Are the um the Bayside kids, you know, the, the more upper class ones, going to be you know really snotty, or they're going to be more inclusive? It really depends on how they play it. Yeah, I think like how they're gonna because we're saying like that as well. Like, are they going to have some of the same actors back? Is like are they going to have the kid who played Zach you know, make the cameo? Uh, or is it going to be the same building or you know? Well, I know that uh, Mario Lopez and Elizabeth Berkeley are attached to it. I don't know if they're cool. playing teachers or if they're just producing or whatever. So I would assume uh, Mark Paul Gossler, I, I think that's Absolutely. how you pronounce it. Yeah. I, mm. I assume he would be back as Zach, which... Because um, I, I haven't seen pictures of Dustin Diamond recently, but he kind of let himself go. <laughs> he, got, he got weird. <laughs> uh. Um. So, yeah, I mean, having grown up with a school drama that did evolve i can see that where that would be a logical path you know because they even suggested when like doctor who came back that you know where it is today is probably where it would still have ended up if it hadn't cancelled yeah so um i don't know i'd have to reserve judgment it sounds like a you know what i will say is don't be surprised if there's some kind of um, romeo and juliet thing going on with one of the lower class and upper class kids yep and if and if that happens everybody finish your drinks <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, you know, it will. Uh, oh, Lord. You know what I'm thinking, though, is that, like, you know, let's just hope it's not a bunch of stereotypes. It'll probably be just a bunch of stereotypes. But yeah. why make this when Veronica Mars already exists? There you go. I never really watched it. I heard it's good, but I never... It, it's, like, the first season of Veronica Mars is definitely, like, let's focus on a couple of outcast kids who don't have hmm. a lot of money at a school for the super rich. Ah, yeah. Hmm. It's so good, though. It's such a good show. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just one of those ones that I kind of heard about on the periphery and just completely missed, but, you know, everything I heard was good. It's a so. murder mystery series. It's, yeah. It's incredibly good. I highly recommend, <laughs> if you've never seen the original Veronica Mars, to go ahead and watch that. Yeah. We shall do that. Um... <laughs> So, under the file of "Are you fucking kidding me?" Oh boy. Is, is this thing that I also found on Twitter. Uh, I, I follow uh, a Twitter user named Vivian under such nerve. So, uh, you know, y'all may have probably seen me retweet things from her. Her posts have gone viral every now and then a little bit. Um, but she found and shared a screen cap of a a, a paragraph called "Tipping on Rent." What? Yes, tipping on rent, as in tipping your landlord. 
So here, here's here here's the thing. How much do you usually tip your landlord slash leasing company when you pay rent? My rule of thumb is a 15% base, 20% if they perform maintenance recently, and 30% for the holidays. But my girlfriend says she never tips less than 25% and that I'm being incredibly rude by, tip by tipping any less. Am I crazy here or have I been under tipping this whole time? You're paying the magnitude of several hundred dollars for... 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 The, the privilege of living in a specific space. I don't think you need to pay any more than that. And you're probably paying at least one utility. I don't mm -hmm. think you have to worry about tipping. And, and this is definitely new to me because I've, I've rented places before. Rented places in Wyoming. Rented places in Indiana. Rented in Alabama. Never has tipping for, for renting a place been on the table. It's like here, you pay this much. I think my experience has usually been you have the rent, and they also take care of like water, for example. Mm. Electricity, internet is usually on us, and gas if we have like a gas stove or what have you. The rest, you know, that's where it is. So by paying more to a landlord, even though what that money is supposed to go toward is for that landlord to help maintain that place in some way, shape, or form or pay off mortgages or whatever their bills happen to be for it tipping more especially if if especially if they don't need it that's just mm. no tipping your wait staff i understand because they get paid half of half minimum wage so yeah they really do need that tip but a landlord uh-uh not even down here how mm -hmm. do you even tip i that i do not understand like <laughs> I, that flummoxes the fuck out of me. I pay online. Me and my mm. roommate, we, we go online. It automatically deducts from our accounts the exact amount split evenly in half. And then I pay the utilities because I've got a bigger room. Yeah. Like, there's not even, like, an option to pay more. Mm. That's That's insane. Like... And then if you were writing a check or something, they would probably just deduct it off your next month's bill because you've overpaid. Yeah. What the actual fuck? <laughs> who are these people? Who are these people who are tipping their landlord? If I had like a like a very private arrangement with a landlord, like a like I was renting a house because I've looked at this before at renting a house and then like the the landlord does all the yard keeping for me, mm -hmm. then I might be like, "Hey, you've done a really good job. Here's a case of beer." Yeah. But yeah. I'm certainly not handing this person more money than I'm already giving them. I'm giving them a fuck ton of money. It's really expensive to live in places, you guys. <laughs> it's so expensive. It is. Yeah. I mean, even places down here. I mean, you know, it could be like six, $700 in a city the size of Mariana, Florida, which is not a large city. Oh my god, I wish my rent was only six or $700. <laughs> right? <laughs> Ah, uh, just what the hell? I can, I can sort of understand for the holidays, like because you that that's a thing. You kind of it's a nice gesture, especially if they if you get on well, like with all the. So <sighs> we've lived private once, um, and we lived there for six months, and now we're in a council place, which is like social housing, whatever you call it. Um. We he he takes care of the rent. I I gave him my share in cash, and then I know that's fine. Um, 
Yeah, it wouldn't even like it's kind of like the same with Cat. It's like the, he he pays. He doesn't has an automatic deduction. He calls them up and say, "I'm I'm ready to pay the rent." So that's fine. Either way, it gets paid, and obviously the council tax on top of that. But it wouldn't even occur to us. Like if we had someone come around to do the boiler or something, even then we wouldn't because that's part of the um, the services. You know, our, our boiler maintenance is under the council umbrella as well. Um, if we had an electric fault. I guess that would be their, their responsibility as well. So if we had like a single person that was like the maintenance guy or whatever, I could see giving them a tip at Christmas or like giving them a gesture like a beer or whatever. But as a regular thing? No. No. <laughs> I mean, and and my dad is a landlord. So, hmm. you know, and he has never come home and said, hey, you know, they, they tipped me 20% on their rent. It's like, no, they just paid the rent and go on their merry little goddamn way. Because mm. a lot of the people that my dad does rent to are people who are struggling, you know, yeah. and, and, and as a result, rent is considerably lower than most other places, as far as I know. But, you know, this is so stupid. Like, we should <laughs> never be having to tip anybody for anything. Agreed. People yeah. should just get paid a fair amount and then we would just never have to have this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would like tipping to be truly optional. For, yeah. for for everybody, you know, but but apparently apparently the rich fat cats don't don't want that because then they don't get as much money or something even though they can literally afford it. I'm looking at places you know you know I'm looking at the big restaurants here. Mm. Anyway, speaking of rich motherfuckers, <laughs> uh, and the, and 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 this could go into a lot. Oh the oh god, this is gonna go into a lot. So, within the last day or two, Trump, because we got to bring him up because he's still pulling his bullshit. He says, and I'm quoting, my crimes can't be investigated while I'm the president of the United States. Key term. He actually said, my crimes. You have crimes? (laughs) You're just confessing to crimes. We don't, you know. And, and and bullshit that you can't be investigated. Try telling that, you know, I think I think Richard Nixon would like to come back from the dead and smack you across the face and like, hey, yes, they can't shut up. Because in, 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 in legally speaking is not where I'm going at. Legally speaking, it doesn't matter whether it's legal to do so. You should, because he is demonstrably ruining the country. He is ruining the planet. Maybe not all by himself, but he is a big part of it, considering his position. Mm. He is driving things backward. He is going. He is driving us into being. You know, just, just ah, so much of my brain is like. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> even if it's supposedly illegal to investigate him, which I don't think it is, should Ooh. do it anyway because you know he needs to be exposed and then yeet it, yeet him. And by yeet, I mean impeach the fuck out of him. That doesn't yeah. mean that doesn't mean oh let's wait and see what how, how other people think about it. No. No, Nancy Pelosi, you and the Democrats have an you you and the House Democrats have an obligation impeachment inquiries and then impeach the motherfucker out of him. You know, doesn't matter what whether or not Mitch McConnell will, will what Mitch McConnell will do. Don't worry about him. Because as somebody on Twitter put it, I don't remember exactly who it was. The fact that you at least tried to do something mm. would look a lot better than you just sitting on your goddamn hands. 
Yeah. Now there are members, you know, there are Democrats individually that are pushing for things in different plate in different ways, and those people, that's not who I'm talking about. I'm talking about the people like Pelosi. Talk a big game, but now the game is the game has gotten bigger, and well, we should wait. No, don't wait. Do it. Ah, <sighs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know what else I can add other than, like, yes, the quote-unquote president of the dictatorship of the United States of Republican GOP fuckery continues to prove daily that he should never have been president and should be impeached immediately and still hasn't been impeached. So every day continues to be a mockery of democracy. Yeah. And one of those things that he has done that has been reported on is him talking, I think, I want to say the prime minister of the Ukraine. And to to investigate Joe Biden's son. Yeah. Like, number one, no, motherfucker. Why? Why would you need to do that? Number one. Number two, who the fuck are you to tell another leader to say to demand another leader to do something like that from your position? Actually, that sounds like a very American thing to do. (laughs) Well, true. The Ukraine is not a defeated enemy. I don't even think they're an enemy. You know, Mm. we did not whoop their ass in battle. We we have not earned that right. We have not earned that. So, no, we don't get to do that. Oh. No, it's really, it's kind of funny to me that a guy who has ponied up so hard to Russia wants to tell you the Ukraine to do something. Yeah. <laughs> mm. I just... Can't be investigated. My ass. And it's all that to like... Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton's you know? still walking around. Like, just ask your buddy Bill Clinton... Uh, hey, can I be investigated while I'm in office? Oh shit, I can. Oh shit, they'll try to impeach me because I had sex. <sighs> uh, yeah. I think this is one of those things I learned from you guys that there is like the, the state thingy and the federal thingy that you know you don't can't necessarily the federal can't necessarily investigate a sitting president, but a state can because it will be a state level crime anyway. So you know that's. So he can be? Is, yeah. Am I getting that right the right way? Uh, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but like I said, doesn't matter whether they legally can. They should anyway. Because if the law is going to protect somebody who is so heinous and so lawless anyway, fuck the law. And also, just to step, step back for a little bit, isn't like an investigation just that you're investigating the thing Prosecution doesn't necessarily have to be part of it. Yeah, like that you know, is also putting true. a charge, like you you investigate the thing, but it doesn't necessarily have to lead to a charge or a prosecution. It's just like you're investigating, you're looking into. Yeah, and bear in mind, and remember, this is Trump who kept who, who when the Mueller report kept going and kept going and was not finished yet. Yeah. He kept on trying to to undermine it. He kept trying to get it to shut down. He kept, you know, whether directly or indirectly, threatening to fire Bob Mueller. All of that, because, you know, apparently, if he's investigated and found out, then that's a, a treasonous attack on Trump. Again, I don't think those were his exact words, but the the, the, the meaning is there. So, 
I saw a thing on Twitter, and I don't remember who it was, um, but it was so well succinctly put, and I will butcher it as I repeat it, but it was something along the lines of, like, when the history books look back on this time period, the failure to even attempt to impeach will be proof that checks and balances don't work. Yeah. Like, it's it's alarming that everything that's going on and the fact that nobody is really trying to stop it is proof that the government is so wholly corrupted that that the people who run our government care so little about the American people that they are not willing to challenge the president with the backing of the GOP and we are allowing things that are crimes against humanity to take place on our soil more so than you know usual um that the government does not work the system of government that we have as it stands today is a failure it fails to protect the american people it fails to do a service to the world yeah pretty much yeah hmm. or or it, it to, to kind of add on to that, it fails the American people unless you're rich. Right. It, it fails the people, not the corporations. It's yeah. doing wonders for the corporations and the people who run the corporations. Yeah. It is failing the promise of America. The reasons that America was founded, the, the bullshit that we slap onto the Statue of Liberty, all of it is completely meaningless now. Yeah. Just, uh... yeah. Try, trying not to sound too pessimistic or anything here, but um, yeah. <laughs> this is a, a failed experiment. Yeah, and, and how do we turn it around? Well, you know, you see, you see, you see the term guillotine time, right? Uh, I don't <laughs> Did know, you know that France allowed um, public executions via the guillotine up into the 70s? I think I wow. heard something like that. Just saying. Yeah. Options exist. They're very much so. Very much so. And I know someone's going to be like, well, aren't you, isn't that inciting violence uh, against rich people? We don't care. <laughs> because it, it is a wonder to me. Okay, because we are probably the most well-armed nation on this planet at an oh, individual yeah. level. That it is a wonder that all of these people who talk these big game, like, oh, we need to stand up to the government or whatever. Well, the government needs to be stood up to. Where the fuck are you guys? Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, you're behind the government because they're going after people you don't like, like gay people or black people or non-Christians or women. That's, you don't care about that, but oh, no, they go after some redneck honky in the trailer park in fucking Bonifay, Florida, and you're just going to be there like... Oh uh, well, 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 then then you do the thing. It's, it reminds me of like uh, Eminem's "The Way I Am," which came back out in the '90s when you know when when school shootings wasn't a common thing yet. When Columbine was still shocking as fuck because it's not supposed to happen, but yet it did. And at one point in the song, Eminem notes that. A lot of these, you know, there's a lot of this violence happens in the inner cities, you know, in places where there, there's not a lot of attention given to it. You know, you, you see you see like the stereotypes of this kind of stuff on TV and in movies and all that, you know, and and the hypocrisy is that's tragedy that happens more often than it does 
at a at a school, and, and, and especially at the time, you know. But it happened in Middle America, and oh, suddenly it's a tragedy that it happened in Middle America with white kids. But yet, it's a daily it's it's a way of life for those who aren't as as uh, um, as privileged or as well off. So you know, but now is suddenly a tragedy. It, 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 it can make somebody bitter and, and I definitely see that it's like yeah I, I see why the I see where the bitterness comes in because it's like oh this was happening here and it's and it was horrible but it was ignored until it encroached upon the rich white doorstep hmm. then it's a tragedy and then well 20 years later it's encroached even more it's made itself at home in the living room and nobody's doing anything because the NRA needs their blood money. Ah. Anybody got any other well, thoughts on that? <laughs> now that we've gotten all of that out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> this is this has been mostly just random shit the episode. Although I do want to I do want to try and get one news story out. Just <laughs> if for no other reason than a palate cleanser. Because, oh, my fucking God. Uh, but I will, I will, but in, in the, in the interest, I will kind of summarize a couple of them just, just so people can understand what I've got on file here, such as a counterfeit money issue in El Paso, where, <laughs> where the money printed has for motion picture use only right on the bills, as well as bills with Chinese or Cyrillic writing, um, which, Cyrillic writing used in uh. Russian and other Slavic countries, according to the article. Yeah, yeah. So, and it's it's like, it, it sounds like it's very obviously counterfeit, and people are trying to pass them off as like, come on. You know, I mean, just 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 do your research, people. That's, that's, that's my thought on it. Maybe, you know, yeah. Just... Yeah, there's, um... I don't know if it's, like, same with your laws, but we... One of the first Doctor Who Christmas specials, uh, there's a scene where the Doctor, Jimmy's uh, ATM and all the money flies out, and it's like mm -hmm. they just made fake money with pictures of David's face on it, and people were, like giving out and collecting, you know, grabbing it all the street. Because you would, it's a thing. But they actually had to recall it all and destroy it, because it was something that was being, like, at the time people were making novels notes. They said, no, you can't actually do that, only the mint can make money, so you can have it as a, an on-screen prop, but then you have to get rid of it. Yeah. So I I don't know if your your mint has similar laws to that, but um, this sounds like it would fall foul of them. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it sounds like sounds like it's something that should happen, but yeah. Uh, but yeah. So then there is also in Orlando, because fucking mm -hmm. Florida, of course. Um, there was a first grader who was taken. She she was handcuffed and carted off, where she was fingerprinted and had a mugshot taken for basically throwing a tantrum. Oh, for God's sake! Yeah. And, and, you know, apparently there was an incident. She kicked somebody, and she is being charged. She's six years old. Also, I do want to note that she is a black child. Just, oh. just I'm willing to bet that that probably has something to do with it. Because I'm willing to bet if it was a white six-year-old, that likely would not have happened. It would have still gotten in trouble, but they wouldn't have been in trouble with the law. Six years old and I already have a police record. No. Kat, you have any no. thoughts on, on either of those that I've summarized, right, Rick? No, I just... I, 
just a big sigh. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> okay. So, but this one, this one, I want to, I want to talk about read a little bit more in depth. So, this one, I, I look, I think happened in the UK. So, a man has been ordered to carry out unpaid work after he farted at police during a strip search, <laughs> telling them, "How do you like that?" <laughs> Sorry, my partner <laughs> mentioned this this morning, and I hadn't looked into it. <laughs> Dis- no, continue. Yes. Dis- continue. Disgruntled Stuart Cook deliberately broke wind three times during the search <laughs> after being caught with cannabis. <laughs> oh my god. Deputy Fiscal, am I saying that right? Deputy Fiscal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Alan Townsend said police attended the Lang Street, Lang Strat in Aberdeen following a report of a collision and saw the 28-year-old standing next to a vehicle talking to the driver of another vehicle. He said officers approached him and smelled cannabis. Cook mm-hmm. became irate, in quotes, by the way, irate, uh, when he was handcuffed and began shouting at officers. And and I realize irate could have just been quoting the officer directly, but still it looks weird yeah. just on its own. Uh, a search was carried out, carry out, carried out of Cook, and the vehicle and a small amount of cannabis was discovered. Cook continued to act in the same way as he was driven to Kitty Brewster Police Station. He screamed expletives and puffed out his chest towards officers, the court heard. At the station, he was strip-searched and told to bend over. At a previous hearing, (laughs) Deputy Fiscal Lucy Simpson described what happened next. She said he deliberately farted in the direction of the officer three times, stating, How do you like that? Uh, Cook of Ann Street, Stonehaven, previously pled guilty to possession of cannabis and to behaving in a threatening or abusive manner by shouting and screaming aggressively, displaying aggressive body language, making a lewd remark towards police, and intentionally flatulating in the direction of police. (laughs) (laughs) I fought in the general direction! Oh Oh my god. Defense solicitor Laura Gracie said her client had been involved in a minor traffic accident. She said he had been smoking a cannabis joint at the time and felt police overreacted in the way they dealt with him. Uh, what are the cannabis laws over there? Do you know, Michelle? Uh, it's yes, actually. Uh, unfortunately, I'm about to say basically it's class B, which means it does come with a criminal thing. You can, uh, I think it's up to five years for having personal use and fifteen years for distribution. Mm. Okay. So. Amazing. Uh. Um, like, so this dude went off on one and. I remember Aberdeen, so he's doing this all in a Scottish accent, which makes it even, you know, you get that in your head. <laughs> um, all I can think of is, one, hilarious, but two, bad weed. If he's actually flipping out and getting angry with these people, he's got a dodgy dealer. Because yeah. in my experience, it's supposed to mellow you. Yeah, it is. Uh, but also... Like, was he like holding back? Because we all, you know, we're we're, we're adults. We all we all passed wind. I'm I'm sure. I'm, in the course of these, you know, recordings, we've probably passed wind a few times. Oh yeah. Um, but do you like hold? If you're doing it three times successively, like, are you holding some back on purpose? Like, is that? I know sometimes you have like a one quick rattle and another couple follow along but it sounds like he was holding back and deliberately <laughs> aiming conversation we're having right now so. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh, like, it's like, uh, 
We're breaking I, down the scene of breaking wind. Yes. <laughs> I think we have a title. Oh, <laughs> yes. I just... Yeah, like I said, my partner mentioned this this morning, and I, I laughed at it then, but I didn't sort of, like, I get further clarification on what the, um... I, how do you like that, then? Like, just... Yeah, no, but the thing is, I can kind of picture it, like, uh, and I don't want to sort of, you know, because being a, a British person with a bit of Irish, um, my my stepfriend dad is, um, was, Glaswegian, um, and I never sort of met the word the man said, but, yeah, I mean, it's, I'm not saying as a British person I wouldn't necessarily, because it depends on my mood or what the situation I'd have to be off my tits as well I'd probably to do something like that on purpose but yeah. I, I can see it more from a Scottish person <laughs> sorry Definitely. that sounds bad <laughs> not to stereotype but, but... <laughs> I mean I, I love all the Scottish people I know um, you know it's it's they're lovely people they're, I mean um, I haven't been to Aberdeen but um, Edinburgh is a beautiful city I, I, you know I am going back up there I'm not talking about now <laughs> <laughs> I just yeah that's just funny but like I said if he's getting irate and he's like, getting his dander up that much he is being uh, yeah he's got bad weed sounds <laughs> like it yeah uh... like especially if it's, if it's the, not the first time he's gotten irate on yeah he needs to talk to his dealer because that he's got bad shit it, it, yeah no it's not no cat <laughs> All I can think of is, like, I, I don't know, I feel like this should have been, like, an old-timey. <laughs> like, the the offense is something that I would have pictured in, like, the early 1900s. Like, ah, oh, <laughs> men flatulated near me and blah, blah, blah. Like, no, that would have been amazing. It feels like something that would have been made better with ascots and top hats. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, just, what... It's hard to picture this as a modern offense, but here we are. Yes. Oh, no, it's in Scotland, so a, a kilt going breezy. <laughs> oh my god, just amazing. <laughs> but uh, either that or Florida. This should have been a Florida story. You would but think. But it's not. This <laughs> Aberdeen. So here we are. <laughs> Oh, now, now what I'm picturing is this guy like getting arrested six months down the line, and then farts again. And then he becomes this guy who's like a serial farter. Um, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> and then I'm picturing the the documentary about him and what the documentary title is gonna be. Oh, I have a lot of fun with this one. Oh yes. <laughs> and I and I think. I think that was that was good. That's a good one to leave on, because because oh, I, I, I try as I might, I don't want to don't want to leave everybody on a negative note whenever possible, because you know we you know we have a, we talk about a lot of deeper shit. We talk about low shit, but mm-hmm. now we're talking about higher shit, and well, shit's related to farting, and I'm just now realizing my phrasing. <laughs> uh, but yes, so ah. Uh, so yeah, um, and I'll, I'll likely talked about it in the uh, in in the uh, break stuff, 
but there's I'm gonna I'm eyeing some changes in in the Patreon stuff, some stuff for that's exclusively for patrons. Uh, all those details will be in there, um, and and we'll work all of that out, and hopefully we'll be able to implement that soon. Fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully we can get I can get a little bit more regular on the uh, recording, so so that. You know, I mean, not, not that it's been too bad, because I think it's been like a month since I started working with this particular driving company, and I've been able to do at least two or three. So, so not yeah. as bad as not as bad as I feared so far, but at the same time, it's like I I need a little bit more regular. I need a better work work home balance here. Uh, yeah. Uh, but you know, that's the the thing about truck driving, I guess. Uh So yeah. Uh. So with that, we're gonna go ahead and get on out of here, Cat. If we wanted to find you on the social media, where could we find you? Find me on Twitter at LabyrinthCat and Facebook.com slash NardisCat. And check out my other shows. Um, what are my other shows? What the Fuck with Josh Hadley over on 1201beyond.com. And check out Nerd to the Third Power. Um, see us over on uh, YouTube, I guess. And we have a new project coming out from Nerd to the Third Power coming out very soon, I hope. But it's currently in the works, so keep an eye out for it if you're an N3 listener. Ooh, mm-hmm. that, that 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 sounds exciting. Yes. Um, now, now, uh, Michelle, where could we find you? Uh, you can find me on the Twitters at Phoenix Eleven P H E O M N I X, and the same on the YouTubes. And I currently uh, have a couple of unboxings. One's uploaded already, and the other one is ready to go live tomorrow. So that's something to look out for. And normally I don't promote this, but I was on Aaron's stream last night, and speaking of Scottish accents, apparently the, the usual gang of videos enjoyed mine, um, so you can check that out and um, give Aaron some love as well. Um, we were doing Monster Prom again, and he looked very pretty in his wig. So, yes. Uh, yes. So, yes. yeah, um, so that's obviously a dubious con. Um, the UB, oh, I can't remember spells it. Yeah. Yeah. Aaron's thing's in the, in the description already as well. It should be, yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, I've got YouTube. I've got Twitter. I don't do much else. Yes. So, yes. Thank you for listening. Yes, <laughs> and, and and the denominator between Aaron's stream artwork and and mine is they're they're both done by the lovable and very talented Becky Hopkins, who does the awesome artwork. You know, she, you should go and 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 look at her stuff and maybe even commission her. Maybe, huh? Huh? But you can do that at <laughs> becky-hopkins.com. That should help. That should get you to all of the links that and everything that you need to know. And whatever I don't say here should be also in the doobly-doo. So, which I, yes. I think her commission contact is in the doobly-doo. So, you know, I, I highly recommend it. Do it. It's good. <laughs> uh, but as for me, myself, I can be found on most so- social media platforms at Gomer21XX. That is your Twitters, your Tumblrs, your YouTubes, your Instagrams. And in fact, Instagram, I actually got to put it to some use last week because there was the Pokemon Go Community Day for the Turtwig line. I got all my shinies. Yay. Um, so so there's all of that. Uh, I've also got a Facebook page, Gomer the Ranting Thespian. Go check it out. Look it up there. Uh, this show, of course, is also on all of your favorite podcast apps, thanks to Anchor, which is where this primarily goes up, and you can get it from there. You can get it through iTunes, I think Spotify and Stitcher as well, among other things. And there's also, of course, the YouTube version that I put up to try and get some from YouTube as well. And, of course, all of the links can be found in the doobly-doo, and no matter what else, 
this show does go up on my own site, rtgomer.com, where you can also look at, at the very least, the entries to all the other older shows, because I keep, I keep having archive problems, like, because it's like, okay, I've, I need to upload a bunch of these. I, I, I might, I might just make some of the older, older episodes a Patreon perk, um, but who knows? We'll, we'll, I'll, I'll figure all that out later. But the point is, you can keep current by going to rtgomer.com. Uh, so that is where all that stuff is. Ah, uh, so with that, thank you guys so much for listening, and well, we'll catch you next time. So take care, and until then, this is Gomer, the ranting thespian, with the cat and Michelle, signing off. Bye. Whew.